It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. Also, we have the merman who went to between zero and four films at the cinema this week. If I had to guess, Uh I would say you went to two. I'm going to guess two as well. Am I close, Merman? No comment. Oh. Oh. All right. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. I'm in baited breath mode right now. That's all I want to say. I'm baited. Did he? Or didn't he? I'm so excited. Yeah, I saw zero. How about that? Oh, that well, wasn't that was an option. That I was said zero to four. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, thanks to all been sportings. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us five star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible, terrible, terrible film. And you know what? We'll watch it. If it played anywhere in the world, as long as it played in one cinema, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere in the world. Now, let's get to Raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Everywhere all at once? Oh, everywhere. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a a Liam Neeson or superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. So much content in the cinemas this week. Yeah, we went to a lot of movies. It was so... I was going to say it was so good, but not all of it was good. Well, you know what? There I got was... to see three movies with you, so I, I was pretty pumped. You did triple header. Yeah. Triple bang, back, bang. You back crazy, to back to back. You crazy kids. That's right. It was yes. like a giant sandwich. Mm. Sandwich. Actually, it was kind of like a sandwich, but we'll talk about that in a minute. What did we see first? <laughs> Well, sir, the first movie that I saw, I didn't see this one with you, actually. No, and I also saw this one first, too. There you go. It, it is called The Machine. Mm, the was machine. it about, like, like the evolution of, was it a documentary? No. Industrial no. Revolution? Yeah, that's, no. the one, that's the revolution I was wondering. No, nothing to do with that. I'll tell you what it's about. The Machine, first, it stars Burt Kreischer as... The Machine. Bert is a stand-up comedian, and he has a stand-up bit called The Machine, a story that took place when he was a much younger man. 
Bert decided, along with some encouragement from others, to turn this bit into a feature-length movie. But that is not exactly what he did. What? Instead, in order to put himself in the movie, because, you know, he was a much younger man back then. Yes. He came up with a ridiculous story in which his family is in peril for some things that he did in Russia decades ago. The plot is so convoluted and overstuffed with flashbacks on top of flashbacks. It is basically an ill-conceived project. If he had just made the film about the story he tells in his stand-up bit, it would have been far more compelling. I mean, the story could make a decent movie. Kid rolls in Russian language class, decides to drop out. Teacher convinces him to stay as she needs a minimum number of students. So... She guarantees him a good grade if he attends the class. The class goes on a field trip to Russia where they employ members of the Russian mob to be their translators. Makes sense to me. Instead of hanging out with his classmates, the kid hangs out with the Russian mob and debauchery commences. That could have been a good film. Maybe. Maybe. Better than this. What? (laughs) (laughs) But this film was all over the place and the numerous plot devices all fell flat Bert Kreischer could be okay in the right role but that role is not playing himself in my opinion Mark Hamill was also in this as Bert's father he had some moments you know because he's Mark Hamill yeah the voice of the Joker in cartoons but he (laughs) even he could not save this from being a rage this was what? And I was sitting beside someone that really enjoyed it. So oh, there you wow. go. That's so you held strong to your beliefs, your faith in mm, rage. There you go. I'm proud of you. So <laughs> the machine. Here's my take on the machine. Yes. The machine is a comedy with Bert Kreischer. Yes. Who is funny? Okay. And this yeah. is a comedy. Right? We all know my thoughts on comedies. You don't? Well, let me explain. In the list of movies that are awful, comedies traditionally fall just above rom-coms and, of course, two notches above romance films. Now, for me, that is typically the case. Now, let's see what this week of comedies at the movies brings us, shall we? Okay. All right. Because I don't like comedies doesn't mean I don't have a sense of humor. I do find things funny, but put in a pin, put a pin in that for now, and I may explain later. Now cue mysterious music or sound effects. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> First of note, this movie, The Machine has some amazing music that happens along the journey that is in this over-the-top, outlandish, unbelievable father-son Russian mafia bonding film taking place in, of course, Russia, where, yes, like all comedies, they try to stretch a 20-minute sketch comedy into a two-hour movie. Now, don't get me wrong, There wasn't even 20 minutes of comedy in this. I mean, it's a comedy, right? And as as mentioned previously, comedies mostly aren't funny. 
So instead, they try to force about eight and a half minutes of comedy into an action film that is convenient, completely unbelievable, and mostly idiotic. Mm. Now, if I was Bryce, I might say, it's a comedy. And I laughed for about eight and a half minutes. I didn't expect more than that. So that would make it the man. But I'm not Bryce. And if you make a comedy, you need to make it funny and not try and make another John Wick film because they already made too many of those already. I mean, John Wick was also supposedly Russian. Is there a tie in here that I'm maybe missing? No. Okay, perfect. So for the train scene where the machine, quote unquote, helps to give it tracheotomy and some awesome music throughout this movie and the scene at the very beginning with the psychologist and maybe one other scene that I've already forgotten about, the machine, you are still a fucking rage because this movie was stupid, predictable, and for a comedy, wasn't funny. Sorry, it was eight and a half minutes if I'm counting correctly, of funny. Followed by what seemed like two hours of completely unbelievable action, mystery, memory, flashback, awfulness. This movie was so awful. I hated it. The tracheotomy was pretty It was pretty awesome, right? (laughs) The tracheotomy was great. That was fantastic. And so was was the psychologist session at the beginning. Yeah. And then I I thought Mark Hamill was like flatter than a pancake. He was pretty flat. I I was like, this is Mark Hamill? The, The... the person in that we've seen do amazing comedy of late mm-hmm. and i was just like i was expecting him to kill it yeah he's like every scene was like could have been funny could have been yeah. and it wasn't funny no, no. not at all it's now marie did you happen to see this one uh, no, I've never heard of this guy, and it looks stupid, so I didn't bother. That was a good choice on your Thank part. You. But you know what? We are called Film Rage. That's right. Rage! Rage! You can give yourself one just because you kind of... I feel like chose not it. to see it. Yeah, <laughs> get, go ahead. We'll give you a freebie. There all you right. go. Gracie's dropping things all over the floor. I seriously have never heard of this guy. Maybe he's famous somewhere, but I don't know who he is. All right. And so I watch a lot of stand-ups. The next movie we saw, which I... Also about stand-up. Which uh, I am also going to promise you is going to be a very short review. It's called About My Father. Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah I'm ready. No. No. That's my review. That's my review? <laughs> no. Well, I have a few other words, but I kind of just want to leave it with no. But okay. do you want me to just add just a little bit of more commentary? No, that's all right. You do it's, whatever you want. It'll be a couple minutes. Okay. So, About My Father is listed in IMDb as a comedy. Mm. Nothing else. Yep. Not a comedy drama yep. or a dramedy. Yep. Not a rom-com. Yep. Although there might have been some romance in this film, but I'm not promising that. Was there? I don't even remember. But 100% hanging their hats on comedy. Okay. Hmm. If you've seen the trailer, you know exactly what this movie is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's there, there were two other people in the cinema that watched this with Bryce and I. There were. This is the one time I didn't care if they were talking. Yeah, they could have talked the whole movie. <laughs> they did not laugh once through the entire movie. Hey, you're stealing my thunder. And neither did Bryce and I. It wasn't funny. We're gonna and if Robert De Niro, 
is in a movie now, I am expecting nothing less than a rage. And for a professional comedian, Sebastian Maniscoli, Mascalicoco, was not funny once through the entire movie. So this comedy movie, number two in our series of comedies, is exactly that. It's a number two. All right. And by number two, I mean it's a steaming pile of shit-covered, awful piece of rage. This film was so painful to watch. I could not believe how unfunny this was. All right. All right. Now, did you get to did see you this see one this one, Murr? By all means, you go first. All right. No, no, you're. No, you're, no. You're, you're, he wants to end it on a high note. Uh, you could say that, yeah. There you go. All right. About my father is basically a remake of other movies that also should have never been made. I have seen this movie many times before, but better, although not much. The worn-out concept of fish-out-of-water movies needs to be put to bed. Having said that, at least some of those films made me laugh once or twice. This film had zero laughs. And not just from me. There was not one laugh in the entire theater from anyone in the audience of the screening I attended. Of the four people that were in there? Yeah. (laughs) The writing was lazy, leaning on narration to tell most of the story. How someone can try so hard to make me laugh and fail so miserably is astonishing. De Niro is a caricature at this point every time I see him in a film. And as far as the co-star and writer of this so-called comedy, Sebastian Maniscalco, he is not funny in this. And apparently he is a stand-up comedian. I am actually curious to see his stand-up someday as I cannot imagine an audience laughing at this material. Maybe he's better on stage, but he sure cannot carry a film. Long story short, this was a rage. All right, what'd you think, Mer? I think, I have a feeling this is one of Murray's favorite comedians though. So your mind could be a little focused on you love him so much. Well, as usual, yes, I am. I had the complete opposite opinion of these two guys. What? Sebastian Maniscalco mm-hmm. is one of my favorite comedians. There you go. At least one of the ones that's still alive. Yeah. I actually have seen him in person. And yes, his stand-ups are funny. Hmm. And if you've seen any of his specials, you would probably know what happened in the movie because it was taken from his real life. Hmm. Uh, yeah, this movie wasn't really about him being funny. Uh, yeah. This is a semi-autobiographical film. Son of an Italian immigrant who moved from a Sicily to Chicago. Worked hard all his life cutting hair. Sebastian met and married a rich Jewish girl who is his complete opposite. This is the main story of the film. While I didn't like all of this movie, especially the jet ski scene, (laughs) uh, it did have its funny moments that I did laugh at. Uh, I like the on-screen chemistry between Sebastian and Robert De Niro, who have been friends since The Irishman. Yes, some of this movie was kind of stupid. I will give you that. Yay! So was Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, mm-hmm. and Little yeah. Fockers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's basically the same kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, De Niro's days as a badass mobster are clearly over. Yep. But occasionally he can put in a decent performance. I'm not going to pretend this was a masterpiece by giving it a mondo, but I found it to be an enjoyable man. There you go. And I strongly encourage people to check out his stand-up. Yeah. They're I'm curious. TV, they're on YouTube. Smokes. They're on Netflix. Yeah. There's a ton of them out there, and he is very funny. Yeah, you know, it. it so, I mean, two movies back-to-back by people who are 
supposedly funny. I haven't seen either. Yeah, I've never heard stuff. of the other guy. Yeah. I, I've actually seen Bert Kreischer's stand up. He never he has some bits that really land, and he's got yeah. some that don't do anything for me. And but. You, you know what I think? I think what it is is that they have these comedians who are really funny, and then they just allow them to keep their following to be able to go see these movies. But they really need to work with a really good comedic writer that actually understands film. Because if you're if you're trying to sell this movie, especially about about my father, and it's it's supposed to be a comedy, they should have had more comedic moments. And if they wanted it to be more oh, of they, here's they his story. Tried. Well, I I don't know. I didn't find I mean Yeah, I didn't, none of it was funny. Yeah, but so they were trying. But that's what I mean. Like if they to your point, Murray, if this is like a autobiographical this picture, it should have it should have been more of a drama. It, I know maybe yeah, he's funny me it or, was. or had a to me it was more of a drama than it was. That's a not how they were selling it. They yeah, completely listed it as comedy. Wow. And it's and the whether, trailer, whether it, whether it's a drama or a comedy, it's a rage. Yeah, it was for me too. Yeah. Well, that moves us into. And that would be why I didn't go see it with you. Well, it's probably good. Well, though, it wasn't a lot said during the movie. No. It just... Okay, we had to hear about it as soon as you got out. Well, we didn't really say much. In it, <laughs> no, we just wanted to put it behind us, Mur. We wanted to forget it and never remember it again. And now we can. Yes. <laughs> Now we're going to talk about not a comedy. Not a comedy. One of your other, no. fa- one of your other favorite people. That's right. Yes. The other reason why I didn't go see you, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mur. Okay, so we saw Mission Kandahar. Or I think it's called now, like they've had a couple names for this. I, I think, think it's, it's just Kandahar, Kandahar now. Kandahar. That's right. Maybe. Anyways, Mission Kandahar is the latest film from Gerard Butler. I do not think that Gerard Butler is a bad actor. I agree. I actually think he's okay. I do, however, think that between him and his agent, they should really reevaluate what they have done to his career. This latest effort is similar to everything he has done as of late, aside from perhaps Cop Shop. He is the same character delivering the same lines with the same cadence. However, I have decided to start rating films for Gerard Butler on a curve. Ugh, not you and your fucking curve. The Gerard Butler curve brings my expectations way, way down. His films are so bad, such as Plane or Greenland or Angel Has Fallen or Geostorm or Gods of Egypt, or I could go on for with his entire catalog of films, that Mission Kandahar does not seem so bad in comparison. What? At least this effort had some compelling characters and some good performances. Navid Negaban, I'm probably butchering that. Mo. Yeah. As Mo. As Mo. Was excellent in this. I will give you that. Ali Fizal as Kahil Nasir, the motorcycle riding special forces dude from Pakistan, was also excellent. And so was Bahadur Faladi as Farzad Asadi, the Afghan police dude also hunting Butler's character. As a matter of fact, everyone aside from the US war room guys were excellent in this. The acting was good. Yeah, it was. The bad was some of the really weird timing. Most of the chase scenes did not ring true. 
And there were so many editing snafus that had you scratching your head as to how that situation could have played out in that way, given what we were shown. And the ending was awful, like just freaking awful. They had a chance to end it right, but then they went all Hollywood instead. Super Hollywood. So this normally would be a rage, but because it is now rated on the Butler curve, and because of some truly good performances from the supporting cast, this is a Butler curve meh. It's the Butler curve. I'll take it. Bray, 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 are you going to start rating Ben Affleck movies on a Ben Affleck curve? He starts with a rage and he goes down. (laughs) He'll never get above a rage. Okay, well... That maybe the new so that so that's a new maybe maybe it's a BCM that's, baby. That's now it's we, a have, a, we have a whole new rating system and from see, Bryce. My curve goes the other way, starts out in a mondo, and then it comes down. And, and then you take a dollar away. Dollar away for everything. All right. That I well, like. let me tell you what I thought of Mission Kandahar, or Kandahar as it's now commonly called, or on my, the be- on my the movie on the Gerard Mission but- Kandahar <laughs> on on the Gerard Butler scale. We're going to find out. Yet again, we have a film with Gerard Butler, where I spent the entire movie trying to figure out what accent at any given time he was supposed to have. And I knew in the first 10 minutes that we were in for a well-written story when Gerard, who's supposedly working with the Iranian army, gets out of a hole where the army dudes are and they instantly say, you are a spy. And right away, I'm like, what? You didn't even have to say anything. You just had presence. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that was exact. That's like, exactly what I was thinking. Because he's like, Gerard Butler. He look soccer. He looks like a, he, <laughs> he looks like a spy. Uh, yeah, and and right away. Well, actually, not really right away. I was still waiting for the first request, which was, "Can you get me the big wire cutters?" And if you were confused, our, level, our lovely listeners, then you know exactly how I felt for the first 10 minutes of this film. Where then right. we proceeded to watch- What happens? You ask for something and you're like, you know what? No, he wasn't cutting any wires. He was installing the, the, the software. It, and that's why he was the spy. That's right. Yeah, okay. Well, thank God you guys are here to explain it that's to me. Right. Th- that's thank, right. Thank Jeebus. Thank you so much. Allah, I believe. Yeah. This film. Well, for, for this film, sure. Then we proceeded to watch the most convenient and contrived story about spy stuff. And I'm putting very strong quotes of spy stuff written by what appears to be someone who has never read or seen a spy film or has no understanding about how or what espionage or intrigue or apparently spying or war or the physics of time and space as we have the stupidest car, truck, bike, helicopter chases I have ever seen. Then we saw what could have been a very, very clever scene where Butler is driving at night with night vision glasses to apparently... Not to be seen, driving through the desert. But of course, they make it completely unbelievable and stupid when a magic helicopter finds them. And they weren't using magical vision glasses. Yeah, radar, they're on the... Okay, that's not how that works. I've I've seen some terrible Gerard Butler Butler movies. I think they just happened upon him. And I mean, I... Yeah, 
No, these or, are the thi- these are tracker. the things that I cannot abide they had by. A tracker, who knows? Yeah, f- yeah, they planted a tracker up his rectum while he was changing the fucking tire for like seven hours. Right. Yeah, um, where was I? Oh, yes, that's right. And I've seen some terrible Gerard Butler movies. I mean, we oh, just saw Plain and Greenland yes. within the last year. And this movie is by far the absolute worst thing I've seen. And oh, truly no. angered me through the entire oh, stupid, no. dumb, morotic, idiotic, brain damage inducing rage of a film that I've never seen by this specific actor who can actually act, mm. but chooses to pick films that are truly awful with subplots that make no sense or are not needed or where everybody knows where everybody else is all the time then it took two hours of torture to get to the absolute worst ending of a movie i could ever imagined and gerard butler survives on luck and happenstance so please do not make me watch another gerard butler film and as i now like to call him liam neeson's younger replacement in the making and I will never make a Gerard Butler scale because if a movie is terrible, no matter how Butler good, curve. it doesn't matter how good the acting is. The acting could be Oscar worthy, but if the movie itself is terrible, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. And if the ending is the worst movie that's ever been made in an action spy, and I'm putting if strong they if they would have ended quotes, it like a few minutes before oh, that, it would have been so good. If they didn't, but they didn't do that, <laughs> no, right? They didn't. So they it just piled. Hollywood. It piled a bunch of other shit on top of a giant pile of shit. So, anyway, sorry, Murray. You were saying about Gerard Butler and your favorite, second favorite actor? You, uh, you continue. No, I'm done. I was, I had enough. Are you done? Yeah. Alright then. Yeah, in case you missed it, it was a rage. Yeah. There you go. Now and that's done. my Gerard Butler is like... It was meh, because I rated it on the Gerard Butler's curve. Alright. Well, let's see what Murray thought of it then. Okay, I get it. You guys don't like Gerard Butler. I no, do! Murray, you don't understand. It's we not... watched better for him. We've though. seen him in better. I can't remember anything right now. Oh, we saw him in Cop Shop. He was great in that. Yeah. And that movie was awesome. Yeah. I want him to choose better movies. He can do it. I like Gerard Butler. So do I. May I continue? Yes. Just note, No. I like Gerard Butler. Bryce likes Gerard Butler. Yeah, we don't I'm like the movies he's that. picking. Well, he's not going to change it, so you'll have to get over it. Ugh. That's why I rate him uh, on a curve. But you know what? <laughs> a lot of us do like him. What? And you should get used to him because every summer movie season usually includes at least one Gerard Butler. And winter film. season usually also. Usually like three. Yeah, it's usually and, and winter and fall season. The formula is simple. They are slightly trashy, slightly stupid. Heavily, heavily testosterone-fueled thrillers in which the Scottish actor is usually cast as a grizzled hero fighting his way out of an impossibly dangerous situation in order to reunite with his daughter-slash-wife. <laughs> it's true. The daughter I, is usually in there. I thought this one was more intelligent This movie is not going to surprise or enthrall audiences, but it does deliver on the action and excitement that Butler fans are used to. There you go. Mm. Not to say I loved everything about this film. What? What was the deal with Knight Rider on a motorcycle? (laughs) I loved him. Spends the whole movie tracking our hero. He was fantastic. 
and he promises to deliver him alive so his ISIS overlords can sell him to the highest bidder. Yep. Then he unleashes an entire army to blow him up. Yep. So good. The ending was beyond stupid. Yeah. Yes. yes. I will give you this that. Sound, that yes. You were, everything you're saying is exactly like what said, I was saying. If they had ended that movie about 20 minutes earlier, uh, it would have been a freaking Mondo. It might have made it to Mad, but no, it wouldn't uh, have. I was actually enjoying the film until those final moments. I'm sure this film was made with the intention of making Americans hate Arab countries even more. And they definitely succeeded in that. I realized that all Iranians, Iraqis, Pakistanis, Indians, Afghanis, and Israelis are not as evil as the ones in this film. Yeah. But I Mo really, is. really hate war. I don't see the point in all these countries fighting over land that will be there centuries after they're all dead. It's just fucking ridiculous. Or how about all those countries needing to find Gerard Butler? <laughs> <laughs> I, having said that, I, I really enjoyed most of this film. If it wasn't for the end, it would have been a Mondo. There you go. But I liked it enough to give it a hell yeah, man. All right. So we got two, two mess and, and a rage. rage. Yeah. yeah. So let me just, let's just do a quick recap of where we're at so far. Where are we at? So we were at Rage Rage we're, we're for the machine. Yeah. Uh, we had About My Father, which was Rage Rage Meh. Yeah. Then we were Meh Meh Rage. Yeah. And now, we're going to talk about our third comedy yes. of the week. Yes. Now, Murray, did you happen to see this one? Uh, that would be a no. All right. What? I hate pretty much everybody from Seinfeld. All right. And Julia Rios-Dreyfus is number two on that list. Oh. Who's number one on your list? Do you think? George Costanza? Wayne Knight? Good old Jerry himself. Oh, Jerry. Can't freaking stand him. That's why I never watched the, the show. The the most fantastic comedic the actor? The only one I ever liked was maybe Newman. That was about it. There you go. So yeah, there's no way I was going to see Wayne this. Knight, he's awesome. Where's he been lately? Mm. Why is he not in this movie? Did the dinosaurs eat him? Mm. Maybe. Oh, they did eat him in Jurassic Park 1. <laughs> he's and the guy that shut the fence off in the rain. That's right. Don't let me start singing again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I kind of want you to sing again. So... The last movie we got to see was called You Hurt My Feelings. Mm. So this is the third comedy we're seeing in this week of, of what apparently is comedy season at the movies. By the time we got to this film, I had already had enough of, and I'm putting in quotes here, today's a quote episode, people, comedies. Because so far, the two that I'd seen were anything but comedies. But this one on IMDb though is listed as a comedy drama. Ooh. So a maybe there will be hope. Mm, yeah. Let's find out. Let's find out. What'd you think, Jim? It kind of reminded me a little of mid-career Woody Allen film totally. before he went all pedo on us. Uh, and it wasn't quite as neurotic and was way more sarcastic and Canadian style passive aggressive type comedy. With cameos by some of comedy's greatest character actors, the chemistry by our actors, and the development of said characters was deep and warm and wise and witty. It had me laughing through the entire film. It had so much going on and the ending was perfect for the story that had unfolded. It's weird, because I, as I was watching it, 
I never felt this film was outrageous, but still had me feeling I was wholeheartedly entertained. And for a comedy drama, I laughed literally all the way through this film. The casting was brilliant, and Julia Louise Dreyfus does a great job of emotion, emotional, dramatic acting paired with comedic timing that she has been doing so well over her entire career. Plus, it also had the great Tobias Menzies doing comedy, although he was mostly the straight man. He was the straight man. Yeah, and but he did it so well. He did. Uh, and lastly, seeing one, and I'm going to say our, I had originally put down note of my, but I'm going to say our, um, Bryce's and mine, favorite young actors, Owen Teague appears, which was so refreshing. He's quickly moving into a, a mesmerizing young actor. Apparently, comedies can be funny if they're funny and well-written and have an interesting and unique story to tell. Mm. So this comedy drama mm. was a mondo. Yeah. Really? I loved it. It was a comedy and it was a mondo. A comedy drama, but still I laughed all the way through it. So yeah, it was a comedy, but it was also a drama and it was also mondo. What'd you think? You hurt my feelings is a bit. A bit of wholesome goodness, a bit yeah, of comedy. Let's say it's it kind of made me have a sigh of relief. What? It is a film that relies on good writing and compelling, relatable characters. And here is the kicker. <gasps> it's a comedy that. that is actually funny. Yes, it was. Julia Louis-Dreyfus shows off her range as Beth, a writer who overhears a conversation involving her husband where she learns exactly what he thinks of her latest project. This is the launching point of the film, but... It is just kind of an excuse to hang out with these extremely well-crafted and amusing characters. Michaela Watkins absolutely shines as best sister. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, she's so good. Um, and Jeannie Berlin as, as Beth and Sarah's mom is outstanding. Sarah being best sister. Um, how good was Jeannie Berlin as the mom? Oh, oh my God. God. She was she's brilliant. Just, she was so brilliant. I mean, I want her in like everything. Now. Yeah. Uh, Why isn't she in like a bunch of these oh, el older lady movies that no are actually kidding, funny? Eh? Yeah. Just, oh. David Cross and Amber Tamblyn oh. almost steal the show as a bickering couple in therapy. <laughs> the whole film is packed with memorable scenes, all of which bring a smile to my face. It is a very real feeling film. And that is a nice change of pace after the other three films we had to watch this week. This was a true ensemble cast that all carried their weight. I love this film and hope that there are more like this on the horizon. Simple, heartfelt character-driven cinema seems to be dying, but this film makes me think that perhaps there is still hope. I love this film. It was Mondo. Yeah, you know, we've, we've talked about this um, specifically for dramas in general. I mean, this takes place in New York, mm -hmm. and it's... It's got that real Woody Allen feel. It has a Woody but Allen it, feel. But yeah. in that like Hannah and her sisters yeah. era where it was like the the drama and the comedy was was so powerfully written. But I, I really did feel that, you know, in, in some of that mid-level stuff by Allen, there's still so much narcissist weirdness there, in it. There is. Yeah. And in this, it, it didn't it, was, it didn't have that, but it did have 
the sarcastic wit was yeah. just so was so, so biting and yeah. tight and and so funny. Like the scene with the there's a scene in the movie with their where they the sister's trying to sell these lamps to yeah. this lady. She's, oh. she's an interior designer. <laughs> and the whole thing about this lamp is is the way they set it up and the way that it lands is just so funny. Oh, it's priceless. There's just so many good scenes. I mean, the scene in the in the the kitchen where she's like, she wants to take some potato salad home. She's yes. Like, oh. she, so she goes to get some Tupperware. She's like, no, no, don't touch the Tupperware. I'll, you just put it in some tin foil. <laughs> put like, potato like, salad. You've got a whole cupboard full of <laughs> Tupperware. I can't have one. No, just put it in some just tin put foil. Put in some tin foil. I'm not putting potato salad in tin foil. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's re it's. The comedy's real because it felt real to the characters, yeah. right? As opposed to trying to be forced. So. It was just, it was such a natural feeling movie. It just felt like you're looking in on these guys' lives and it was just really well done. I I just enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I noticed you didn't, you didn't mention, um, what did Owen mention? Teague in it, but yeah, that you was know, a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Owen Teague popping up was a bit of a surprise. To be honest, I thought he was probably the weakest of the, of the, I mean, he's, he's got tremendous potential. He's just particular. I mean, he was good. His Don't character, get me wrong. his character wasn't the main but yeah, star. You know, it wasn't, show, wasn't so. the star of the show. And he was, he was, he was fine as a supporting character in here. And that's, that's, you know, that's what good actors do. They don't, yeah. they, you, there's sometimes when you're supposed to, back off and let everybody else shine and i think he did that well yeah but uh yeah no he was very good in it love owen teague and here's a kid that's making good choices too i mean there's not too many films that he's been in lately yep. where you go that was no good it's funny though because we did talk about him i don't know probably about eight or nine episodes on the list and he did make a couple that yeah caused him not to be yeah. he's, uh, he's made a lot of really good decisions but yeah. there's been a couple that are, yeah yeah but i'll I'll still remember from Montana story. So if anyone oh, wants to see story. him, him in a brilliant at his best, at his best, and you know, hopefully he matches that or surpasses it. But that is him at his best. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, double Mondo. Yeah, yeah. Mondo, Mondo. Good times. So we finished it on a high. Yeah, sure. so good. I just don't like her. Yeah. Anybody else is in the movie, I might go and see it. Now, what sweet merman moment are we getting this week? I don't know if it's sweet at all. What? It's always sweet. Uh, as if watching ISIS and the Taliban and Iran and Iraq and Afghanistan pull the shit out of each other in Mission Canada wasn't enough. Uh-oh. I actually found a similar film on the movie channels. What? It starred two of my favorites. Liam Neeson Jody and... Foster uh, oh. and Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. That's true. I am a Cumberbitch. Yeah, you are. As the fan club calls themselves. Yep. So I figured, what the hell? Yeah. This movie was called The Mauritanian. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what that meant. Apparently, it's an it's area in Africa where the main character is from. Yep. This is the somewhat true story of Mohamedou Slahi, who fights for freedom after being detained and imprisoned after 9-11 at Guantanamo Bay mm -hmm. for years without ever being charged with a crime. 
On the orders of then-President Bush and Donald Rumsfeld, he is humiliated and tortured, Mm -hmm. and his family is threatened. He confesses to crimes he never committed. Uh, Jodie Foster plays the lawyer trying to get him released. Yep. Uh, This film was based on the book Guantanamo Diary, which I think was a documentary as well. Yep, it was. We got to see him. Uh, I thought this film was powerful. A real gut punch that sickened me to my core at the war crimes committed by the American justice system. I was especially impressed by Cumberbatch, who not only delivered a fantastic performance, but a very convincing Southern accent. He did, actually. Yeah, yeah. He is British, you know. Yes. Uh, I I did know that. While I'm sure the documentary is more informative... I thought this film was an amazing Mondo. It's very, very yeah, it's a good film. Yeah. Despite its heavy material, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, good. I would agree. There you go. I'm glad you got to see it actually, because yes. um, I just was surfing around and I looked up and like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jodie okay. Foster, and Cumberbatch. She looks really old yeah. in this. So I don't know how long ago was. Well, makeup yeah. does. Maybe that they too. aged her, but wow. Yeah, because yeah, I think the original person that she's portraying was. Was older, she was right? also, so. yeah, they showed footage at the end of the movie of the actual people yeah. and stuff. But mm. anyway. Yeah, good yeah. choice there, Mer. Yeah. Wasn't the kind of movie I normally would watch, but. Yeah. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Probably by no surprise, my rage this week is comedians who are supposedly funny, because I don't know if they are, make comedy movies and then get involved in the writing of said movie. That's my rage. They're usually terrible, Mm. and they should let it just not be involved, just get a professional comedy writer that's good at writing comedies to make the movie and that's my rage because we've seen too many that are terrible and this week in particular we saw two sorry what was your rage comedians yeah. who think they're who funny. make who think they're funny yeah well they could be funny i don't know but they make <laughs> they make a comedy movie yeah I've tried and to then they write this. it then they write it then yeah. they write it okay. because they maybe they're funny yeah and then they write this movie right but they're not writers of movies. Gotcha. They actually are comedians that do stand-up. Okay. So instead of trying to do stand-up, why don't you just... Like, I could maybe watch those two guys for like two hours doing stand-up. Mm. And that might have been funny. Might have been. But don't try and write a movie if you're not a writer. Gotcha. Of a movie. I'm following you. Yeah, that's my right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise. Praise on. Yeah, stop it. Just stop doing it. Just stop. Just stop it. Let writers write. Comedians do stand-up. That's the rule. Just follow it. That's my rage. Like it. Ray's like, meh. That rage is just meh. (laughs) 
My rage this week is inconsiderate drivers, traffic, people that talk during movies, the fact that popcorn at the movies just isn't as good as it used to be, um, people that are overly sensitive, raw onions, bad french fries, cars, technology, country music. Well, let's not say country music. Let's say new country music. There you go. Dumb people walking around phones, bad comedy buying a bag of apples that looks good from the outside but then you get it home and then like half of it bag is rotten mm. the fact that bad produce yeah, just bad produce in general it's the worst um people that waste and make no effort to recycle michael bay movies people that take things too seriously people that don't take things seriously enough i hear that movies with bad endings Ugh. hot beverages yep uh, the fact that there are no sugar-free Slurpee options that taste any good. Yep, and, for sure. And sandals. No one wants to see your toes. <sighs> Especially not. No. no. Why do I want to look at your hideous not toes? Not open-toed, anyway. Yeah. Can we please have closed-toed sandals? So that's, that's my rage this week. I'm going to say I'm on side with... Can you just list that again? I just want to make sure <laughs> no, I'm on side with everything. Let's not. No, no, I just want... Just quickly, I, I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss one. Because so far, I think it was the entire list I'm on side with. Start again, would you? I'm just in no. a poopy mood this week. <laughs> he forgot one. Everything's too. ticking me off. <laughs> he forgot one too. What was that? Oh, I probably did. Russia. Yeah. yeah. yeah Russia. Russia's all, they're always on our rage list. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's been over a year now. They've been on our rage list. Exactly. Right. Cut it out, would you, Russia? Uh, well, yeah. well, it's not even Russia. It's the poot. It's the poot. And I can get on side with a lot of that you just said, which is surprising. Yeah. Well, usually you guys rage about the same well, things the movie that, that well, are not movie related. Yeah, well, no, I wanted to see. <laughs> Actually, the one thing that I'd like to talk about is why can we not have a decent diet Slurpee? Like, I don't get it. Maybe it's not scientifically possible. It's, I don't think we're it is. in the year 2023. You can't come up with a decent sugar-free Slurpee. I, I guess not. Or it's got to be it. a way. Because they it should has, have peop, scientists working on this round the not clock. The sugar is the syrup. They, I understand that. So the, they should be able to make it the consistency that that creates a good Slurpee. They yeah. just have to. Do so something. If to any it. of our listeners are scientists, let's say chemists, let's get on this. Can yes. can can somebody please find a way to make and, and sugar free for slurpees? all of the diabetics of the world, uh, or people uh, choosing I, not I to I eat sugar? You if you can do that, yeah. yeah. I haven't had a Slurpee in like ten years. I know. Ja- Bryce is like not diabetic, but he's diabetic adjacent. But he's anti-sugar. Which That's is right. The same thing. Yeah. yeah, which is diabetic should be the same. Yeah. No, Except I, for I, if Bryce eats too much sugar, he's not going to lose a foot like I you or I, Murph. <laughs> all, all, all I can eat is crushed ice yeah. with no flavor. There you go. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Ugh, the lists. All right, people. If this is your first time listening, and a big shout out to our Canadian listeners, they've just overtaken by huge amounts every other country. Sorry, Shanghai. Um, And if this is the first time you're listening to us, this segment that we have is called The Lists. Go look at our website, filmrageyyc.com. Take a look at the four lists that we have created. One is Mesmerized. One is repulsive, one is doubted, and one is undoubted. So um, we've been trying to get rid of some of our mesmerized because ultimately what we feel is that people cannot be fully mesmerizing all the time. And so that and that is ultimately we want to make this list very, 
very exclusive. Yeah. And so if two mesmerizing actors are in a movie together, then we pit them against each other to see which one is the most mesmerizing. But more importantly to the mesmerized list this week... I would argue that there were four mesmerizing actors in this, but... Anyways. One wasn't in it. Could enough. be. And Could be. He's on our list. I'm anxious. He? I'm anxious to hear it. But uh, first, before that, more importantly, mm. where are we at with Kelly Reichert? I uh, didn't watch anything this week. What is wrong? <laughs> what is wrong? Because he had to watch four there's movies. Four in the movies. And uh, the, the, see, remember a, our Rager Dare? I had to watch that too. Yes. There's, there's a flaw in your logic. Four movies in one week. I know he watched stuff. He's he's watched other things, and he's not telling our listeners about. Because he watches like seven movies a day. He could easily fit in two Kelly Reichardt movies. Probably right. I didn't. You know what? You know what it is? It's be- you know what I think you're doing well, I this? I just want to stretch this I think he has time this week. <laughs> yeah, I might have time this week because we're only seeing two movies in the I, cinemas. I, I actually have a lot of work I got to do. <laughs> I'm going to... I, got, gonna, I only got till the... Murray, you know what, what we're going to do? What's the date? It's May 31st. I still got like half my credits for my... my uh, mm. to, to get my license. Your accreditation. My accreditation. Okay. You've got and, it. I'll give I, you that. I've, I've, I've had... Your job? I've had <laughs> two years and 11 months to do it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I just started about three weeks ago. Okay, you're getting so. a pass for that reason only. Because right. I need you to make money so that you can continue to go to the cinemas with yes. me. Yes. <laughs> All right, so... Just so everybody knows, we've been trying to get, well, apparently I'm trying to get Kelly Reichardt on the Undoubted list because every movie that she's made, to me, is Mondo. So if you haven't seen it, any of her films, go go watch them all. But this week, the Murr charged us to see God's Pocket yeah. with Philip Seymour Hoffman versus Richard Jenkins. Yeah. And to me, it was pretty obvious for me. Yeah, it was John Turturro. He's yeah, John Turturro was not on our great. list anymore. He was, but he's punted, so, so doesn't bad. matter. So, so you're, you, you can still eliminate him. I think he was way better than the other two. I thought the creepy, other two were completely flat. Creepy kid, he's uh, not even on. I, I would say, list. and and Caleb Landry Jones was pretty awesome too, but he list. wasn't in it pretty. Like he truly was spectacular. Yeah, he wasn't like, in it. Long if you enough. didn't hate this little prick, I mean, what uh, are you watching? Yeah, you know, <laughs> as as I have said repeatedly, every movie I've ever seen this guy in. He plays a creepy dude. Yes. I don't think he knows how to play anything else. That's awesome. That's and not yeah, true. But two, that, two, what about three billboards? He wasn't really that creepy in yeah, three billboards. Yeah, he wasn't creepy in three billboards. Yeah, he was creepy in that too. Was no. he? Yeah, he was. But you know was. what? I don't think he was. But you know what? Now we have to see him versus Crispin Glover. <laughs> we really can't. Creep off. To the not on our list. Have a creep off. Oh, yeah, he's Anyways. not. Yet. Um, yeah, um, well... Okay, so if we're speaking just specifically these two. about these two, because we can't put on, what's but he nuts? doesn't have to be put on. It's if they true. weren't, if they weren't the most mesmerizing in the film, if someone else out mesmerized them, that doesn't mean I have to put John Turturro on the list. Although I think he should be on. Well, the he's list. he was taken off from somebody else before. He was on our list, and we took no, him off. No, he wasn't. I yes, think, he was. No, he was. John yes, Turturro was. was actually on our list. Yes, yes and then he, he was. was removed. Yeah. He got taken out in one of the movies he was not. Hey, anyways, he out mesmerized these two. I think he totally out mesmerized. Like it wasn't even close. I think I, I, I think everybody's think gone. I don't think he yeah. was in it enough to be. I would I I was willing to give up Richard Jenkins because I thought in my opinion Philip Seymour Hoffman was was uh, more uh, mesmerizing wasn't, wasn't than Richard two, Jenkins. He was better, yeah. What's that? Yeah. I'll, so okay, I'll, we're all in agreement that Philip Seymour Hoffman takes out Richard Jenkins I, and then I John Chaturro takes out Philip Seymour. 
Okay, yeah. If that if that's the logic you want to do, that's then, then I then it's just just get rid of everybody. That's you it. Wanna, you want to erase we, Hoffman? We just yeah, lost gone. Hoffman Everybody's and we gone. just lost Jenkins. Just oh, get that, rid of them all. That just knocks our list down to half. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Eventually, we'll we won't have to talk about the mesmerizing unless we're going to yeah. add somebody. And then we got to start the list over again. Because <laughs> okay, Caleb Landry Jones may end up on there one day. I didn't think Turo was anything special, to be honest. I thought he was. Uh, he was okay. So okay. Much better than the other two. He's been better in other stuff than this. Oh, no, yeah. he has, but he was definitely better than the two of them. I would say. What'd you think of this movie? I loved it actually. Yeah. I really loved it. I was surprised it was actually a gangster film. Yeah. I, Although, I liked it. I wouldn't oh, say Hoffman, I loved it. I think but... was probably the worst gangster I've ever seen in any movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty he bad. was about broke. In a nap. He was pretty broke the whole movie. Bad, yeah. He steals a truck full of meat and he doesn't even know how to get rid of it. And like, <laughs> I honestly can't pay for his own kid's funeral. I'm like, what? The way the, the, the way they built it up that that horse racing scene. I thought for sure that that Turturro was going to lose, but he actually bet on the right horse and just he said he had one the, by he had it. <clears throat> and I, I I did actually enjoy his and then was that his mother or his wife or whoever guy. that was the flower shop. Yeah, lady. yeah, she was awesome. <laughs> that yeah. made me laugh. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> like, she was brilliant. I did not expect that at all. I'm like, I, oh, <laughs> I fully enjoyed this movie. Like, there's yeah, well, right. there's some good stuff in it. See, here's the difference. We can see a movie like uh, Mission Kandahar. I'm glad where we the saw acting it, where was all was yeah. all fantastic. Yeah, but the movie was terrible. Yeah, and in here the movie to me was fantastic, but all the acting wasn't where it should well, have been. Yeah, which is weird because it had <laughs> like so many good actors. In yep. It. yep. It's just everybody had an off. The only scene that I liked Richard Jenkins in. Yeah. The only scene I liked him in, and yeah. I know his character wasn't. But he, he's played that type of character yeah, before and, and been way more out. mesmerizing. Yeah. The scene when he's getting the hand job. And yeah. <laughs> it's just like that scene alone was the only thing I could say, you're back to being Jenkins, baby. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry. A handy J isn't going to get you on the list. They had a lot of uncomfortable sex in this movie. Yeah. I, and I live on the start of the movie, sex. and both times he was involved. Like, like in the uh, backseat of a Volkswagen? Yeah. No, like oh. Hoffman. Smaller. A smart car. beginning and... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a yellow smart car. Yellow particular. smart car. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the verdict? Are we getting rid of these guys? Or are we They're all gone, baby. Get rid of all everybody. Gone. So no I, I hate to do it. I love Hoffman. I love Jenkins. I, and I love Jenkins, but whatever. This list, I, I can't sit there and be be Mister Nice Guy on this list. It's they're all going. Well, down. that's we're not. Since when? I'm. Hold on a minute. When have we ever been Mr. I'm nice Guys? I'm always Mr. Nice well, yeah, Guy. You are kind of nice. You gave out a mat to fucking Mission Kandahar. Today, yeah, because so. it's the Gerard Butler curve. <sighs> You're a curve. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think that's it for the list this You're week. a towel. <laughs> Don't forget to bring a towel. All right. That's for the lists. Are we moving on? Oh yeah, we are going to talk about something. Marie's yeah. got some her oh, see yeah. next week. Yeah. What are we seeing We're next not week, Marie? Done. Oh God! Thank God we didn't remove somebody that Marie was going to give us this week. You're right, because I would have given him a, another one. Mm. Um, well, this week we have a little gem called Lucky Day. What? With Clifton Collins Jr. I love yes. Clifton Collins Jr. So do I. And Crispin Glover. Ooh, wow. I love Crispin Speaking Glover. Speaking of creepy dudes. Yes. The creepiest of my creep crushes. It's him, then Elijah. I have never seen this movie. I have also never. Oh, no, I've seen this movie. Have you? Yeah, I saw it in cinemas when it came out. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm, I've never seen it. I did. I am looking forward to it. And 
Crispin is very crispy in this. Mm. Good, good work, Mer. And just for everybody who's listening, and we're going to talk about this again before we close out today, but next week is our 200th Film Rage episode. And there's going to be special guests and excitement and all kinds of party flags favors, and party favors. Will there, like there'll be a cake. Will there be punch? There'll be punch. There'll be punch. And perhaps Diet we can slurpees. start our slap, slap club again. Club. This slap club's not going to happen. What? Just what are you talking about? Just keep on pushing about? it. Wasn't, just... There was actually a slap club in one of the movies we saw this week. Yeah, what was that? It was The Machine. Was, yeah, uh, that was The Machine. Yeah, there was a slap club. Yes. It made me go, you know what? We got to start the slap Must club. So yeah, next week we're going to start slap club, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Last week on Rage or Dare, the crew is apparently back to full packages of moist, sweaty balls as Bryce finally grew his pair back and decided that he and Jim would choose from my torturous bag this week, where they pulled their favorite pouty, creepy whisper growler, Vin Diesel, and his extreme sports spy film, Triple X. This week, it's back to our regular programming with Bryce back in the hot seat where he can choose to rage or dare. Now let's check in with the boys in their full sacks and see how they fared having to see two Vin Diesel films in back-to-back weeks. It's true, my sack is very full. It is so full right now. (sighs) All right, here we go. Vin Diesel stars as Xander Cage in the 2002 action film XXX. Cage is an extreme athlete that gets recruited by some secret organization to infiltrate some Eastern European mob guys and get some device that I guess could destroy the world. It is sort of like James Bond, but even more dumb. Accompanying this tired plot are some silly action sequences that are mind-numbingly ridiculous. Say that five times No kidding, eh? Apparently, his motorcycle can just fly without even going off a ramp. Whee! And that avalanche sequence was some of the worst CGI that I have ever seen. Sounds very fast and furious. (laughs) It's even... I can't get something more ridiculous. Well, maybe. Some of it was. I mean, the the bike just all of a sudden would just fly. I don't know. I don't understand. (laughs) And probable physics and terrible CGI aside, the movie was just bad. Sad to see Sam Jackson and Danny Trejo in such garbage. Oh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention Michael Roof as Toby Lee Shavers. Oh, my fucking God. The sort of cue to Xander Cage. His performances was meant as some comic relief, but he is the definition of repulsive. I would nominate him for the repulsive list, but no one would know who he is, so what would be the point? Mm -hmm. Somehow this untalented schmo ended up in four movies course two of them were xxx franchise movies but this movie was crap on every level other than some of the music which included ramstein and uh, hatebreed but other than that this was unwatchable garbage with awful performances reciting terrible dialogue and special effects to match xxx was rage 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 was a triple rage all right this is surprising to me no, it's not. What? <laughs> I thought you'd like it. <laughs> I was like, as I was watching this, I going, this is a movie the Bryce is going to enjoy. A la doll. <laughs> so, 
German death metal, followed by German action adventure. For the first four minutes, I was wondering, what was I watching? And then it moved over to America, and they introduced a completely stupid idea of hiring a criminal to be a spy. And right away, I'm like, what? That's exactly what I said. I went, what? Yeah, but you got to hear Ramstein at the beginning. It was so good. I know. It was so good. That beat, man. And the German screaming. It was so delicious. I loved it. So, followed by a chase scene. That's stupid. But then we have... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) But then they, they play an awesome song while it's happening by Drowning Pool, instantly making this have credibility. But then we are tr- introduced to Eve mm. trying to act alongside Vin Diesel, oh, both with as much acting talent as a collective bag of slugs from these two very, very disheartening actors. And in fact, that scene alone should win some kind of repulsive award as the two worst actors against each other in a scene made me want to throw up. Ugh. Although... We get to the diner scene where Vin is tested and he says a line that really resonated with me as he says, and I directly quote the Vin, uh, and no offense, but their performance was terrible. (laughs) Vin Diesel. Yes. With complete offense intended, your performance in this movie was (laughs) terrible, but more accurately, it was repulsive. Then they put him through another test that's completely idiotic where Machete shows up in a compound of drug dealers and is the only one who's supposedly going to deal with these testes that they're testing in a compound of people. Yes, that's right. It kept getting better. You realize when you throw air quotes, nobody can see I that. know, <laughs> but I think they can tell from my voice the level of quoting that I'm putting All in there. Right. But now we didn't have Drowning Pool anymore. So no, it was not better. (laughs) No. Then more Fast and the Furious type physics defying stunts, followed by more repulsiveness and explosions. Again, without any more Drowning Pool. And $1 bill was disappearing very fast. Mm. And faster than teen panties at the prom night. As I continue to rewatch this film for the second time in my life. Nothing in this is original. They have all the regular spy stuff, including Gadget Dude, evil villains, stupidly crafted plots. Except with this movie, we also have some of the worst acting from anyone that has ever been in any spy movie that's ever been made. So bad, in fact, that the completely repulsive Vin Diesel seemed to rub off on every single person in this film, including Samuel L. Jackson, who was also extremely repulsive, along with every single actor in this movie was completely repulsive. But, you know, as bad as the acting was, at least we got sexual tension between Vin and the female villain, which was completely believable and not nauseating at all. But most importantly, of all the things to understand about this, and I'm putting spy in quotes here, is that heat-seeking guns will find someone smoking a cigarette. Oh, (laughs) sorry. The most important thing to know about this movie is that it's a rage. And I have to admit... I was thinking at times as I was watching a Fast and Furious movie 
Yeah. And I'm like, I can't tell the difference mm. when Vin is involved. I mean, was this part of the Fast and the Furious universe? Mm. So your point earlier, Mur, also had me resonating that. Mm. Was it? Is this part of the Fast and the Furious universe? No. It's like a spinoff? Like, no. Like Dom? No. no. Dom Zan- went Zan- off and... Xander Cage. Oh. Maybe he was guy. using a pseudonym. No. I mean, the physics was the same. The CGI was as bad. Yeah. It's not the same. It's, felt the same yeah sometimes things do but they're not oh okay well this was just as bad as every other fast and the furious movie so for me there was 10 fast and furious movies all that were a rage there was two i don't know how many triple x movies is two there. as far as i know there's two with him in it three total yeah and all three of those are all rage so yeah, yeah it's all in the same pitch black i like pitch black. pitch black's good really yeah, yeah. yeah. it was meh Pitch Black was good. The sequel was not. Was not good. Well, he did a. Tri- it was a trilogy. Did he do a trilogy? Yeah, there's three movies in that. Series. Is there really? Yeah, I can't remember what the other one is. Yeah, it's oh, a tr- I thought he did two. Chronicles yeah. of Riddick. Yeah, there's another one in there. There's somewhere. another Riddick one. Something Riddick really? goes to Hollywood. I'm or sure. I, I'm sure I saw them all. R- Riddick. All right. In the light, I don't. What, I can't remember what clever thing he said when the when the guy was. He's never said anything. Well, the guy clever. was smoking the cigarette though, and then they had the heat seeking whatever. I don't know, it, was. it was some. It was some Arnie yeah, line. Like, like, you know, smoking is bad for your health. Yeah, or something. something yeah. Stupid. <laughs> I wish I would have remembered that, yeah. but I'm never gonna watch this movie again, so yeah. I'll never know. Yeah, yeah, you know. So it's terrible. Yeah, yeah it was then. awful. And, and so and you're surprised. Yeah. So we're going to decide you get to rage or dare this next week. Yeah, well, right. actually next week we will not be doing a rage or dare. We are going to have Casey come on and dare us to see a film next week. But I'm still pulling. You still got to pull from the bag. So I, are you sure? Sh- wait just a second. Are you sure it's my turn? Cause yes. I'm pretty sure that. Nope. Because you're weak. Cause where last you- week I did the triple X with you. And That's then the week, week before <laughs> this week, well, whatever. You, you had to see a movie that was, week it could have been either one of us. It was Jim. I don't okay, know and then the week right. before that, I also saw something. Yeah, so you it's because those are special events. They don't count as part of the regular rotation. That's right. Because it could have been me. And then we would have went back to regular rotation. So it's your turn this week. You keep having <laughs> bad luck. The, the fate has spoken. You are, but I'm, but I'm me. I don't have. I didn't used to have bad luck. trying to rig but the now, election, he has bad you, luck. You literally listed everything that has been bad in your life this week. Mm. So it's you. Now, do you want to go from the audience, from Casey, or from me? Uh, you know what? I haven't chosen one of your stupid movies in a while. Nice. I don't really want to because there's a higher percentage that this could be awful. <laughs> But I seem to be a glutton for punishment these you days. You are, you are a glutton. Something from so two. I'm I'm watching 2013. What? Isn't that 12? Hmm. I think it's supposed to be 2012. I, I don't think I, there's I, a movie called 2013. I think that's just the year of the movie, Jim. I actually have it folded. Yeah, over. he has it folded. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what is it? I don't know. I don't want to look. Yeah, you do. Because 2013 had some good movies. Uh, yeah. So the last letter is a Y. It's not helping me. <laughs> Just oh. drag it out. Like it's 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 gay. 2013. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a it's, movie called Gay in 2013. I, I kind of want to see this. I'm kind of looking forward yeah, to Gay. Yeah, I kind of I love Gay. Uh, gay. Well, maybe. Oh, I got it folded over. <laughs> it's not actually Gay. <laughs> it's not. 
What is it? It's Getaway. Getaway? I don't even know what that is. What is it? Is it, is it good? Is it funny? I hope it's a comedy. That, that isn't the Alec Baldwin, Kim Basinger one, is it? No, it actually has some pretty amazing performers in it because it's got Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez and John Voight. All right, cool. There you go. It's called Getaway. It's called Getaway. Yet it was yep, in, from in 2000. Your, yet it was in 13. your age bag. Oh, yeah, because it's terrible. <laughs> I am. And I've of, seen it, I'm, and that's I'm, why he's now seeing it. I think I'm going to like it. I think maybe I, this is one of those movies where I'm going to get about 20 minutes in and go, oh, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, and then you'll be like, and then I'll go, oh, 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 well, maybe, or maybe oh, I'll be going. All right, bring it on. This is it is worse than I remember? If I, if I'm going to stand on this prediction right now, yeah, that I 100 percent guarantee that well, this, this is, will this, make Bryce. By rage. 2013, uh, John Voight's pretty much turned into a raspberry. Yep. So, <laughs> if it's kind of like if John Voight's in it, 2013 or later, it's going to be bad. You never know. Might be good. Stay tuned. Next week, people, check in for our 200th episode where you'll get lots of sweet, sweet praise from a lot of our sweet, sweet friends. And in two weeks, you'll hear what I thought of Getaway. Getaway from Getaway. Well, thanks, for for listening. Thanks, the extended film Rage family you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer and the voice of Rage Adair. Find us on social media everywhere at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. We always want to make this raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please, 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 pretty please, 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 make us our rage. And that's it for this week. Our rage. Oh. Rage on.